0: thing that we have to get it? I think part of the answer to that question is found in our text this morning. God is offering us these rewards that come from seeking Him. When the fear of the Lord is 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 the beginning of wisdom or when we desire wisdom and if we really want wisdom, then we will find that wisdom will lead us to fear the Lord. There's this back and forth going on. And, and God now, he's, he's saying, my son, pursue wisdom. And guess what? There are rewards that come from being wise. The things that you desire in life, those things come when we seek wisdom. He's offering us something that, uh, that money can't buy. Something so rewarding that we'd be willing to give up everything that we have to gain it. Wisdom can offer you true happiness. I know some of you are struggle with that word happy. We'll get to that here in a second. Um, it promises us a deep and abiding peace. It promises us wisdom. promises us life to our soul. It says long life and pleasant ways. It promises us security and the peace that we desire. The contentment that we're looking for. Wisdom brings that to us, and it brings to, to all who seek her will find those things. And, and this morning, w- the big idea that I want you to walk away from with this is that re- the rewards of wisdom outweigh anything that money can buy. If you seek wisdom, you will find yourself satisfied. All the things that we buy with money, none of them seem to, to satisfy us. They all fade away. New cars rust. Houses depreciate. this kind of depreciate, and then you have to get yeah. Then you got to get a mechanic. Um, but Solomon is offering his 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 son some advice here, something that's much better than silver or gold. And he starts here in verse thirteen, and he says, "How blessed is the man who finds wisdom." And the man who gains understanding. Wisdom will give you an abundant and an eternal life. That's my first point. And I want to look at verses 13 through 18. Um, you know that Proverbs is a, is a piece of poetry, right? It's wisdom literature. And there's, there's poetry within Proverbs. And verses 13 through 18, uh, look at them as a poem. Um, he begins in verse 13. He says, how blessed. And in verse 18... Notice that some of your translations, the NIV would say, and, and blessed are those who hold fast to her. Mine says, and, and happy are all who hold fast to her. And so he says, how blessed is the man who finds wisdom? That word there is, is what we're seeking in life, right? Happiness, right? Well, I thought, I thought we weren't supposed to be happy. I thought happiness was kind of fleeting and it wasn't, it's what it means, um, it means happy are those who find wisdom. They're like the, the people in the parable that Jesus told. Those guys walked away and they were happy because they found something that was satisfying. And they were willing to give up everything else that they had to have it. Oftentimes, the things that we desire, they, they lose their luster, don't they? And they leave us wanting more. But wisdom can bring a true kind of happiness. And when we look at this word happy, we think about happiness being something that's that's like an inner peace, a contentment. How content, how blessed, how full of inner peace is a man who, who finds wisdom and the man who gains understanding. Jesus said that, didn't he? Um, it, when he began the Sermon on the Mount, one of the things he said in the Sermon on the Mount is blessed or happy is the man who hungers and thirsts for righteousness. For what? For he will, she will be satisfied. Right? It's better than Snickers. (laughs) Jesus is better than Snickers because he satisfies. And we've been we've been pointing out all along that, um, that really when we're talking about wisdom and this pursuit of wisdom, we're talking about Jesus. We've been talking about wisdom being a person. And notice what happens here. Notice what Solomon does in verse 14. He goes back to this personification. He says, for, for her profit is better than the profit of silver, and her gain better than fine gold. She is more precious than jewels, and nothing you desire Compares with her. So Solomon compares wisdom to this, this beautiful woman. There's nothing more that you, than you would desire than wisdom. Why does Solomon write it this way? And I've, we said this a couple of weeks ago. Solomon is writing to sons. Men, how many of you desire yeah, I'll ask that question. We have a desire for beauty, right? When I, when I saw my wife, I was like, man, I have a desire for her. She was beautiful, and, and I wanted her, and that's why I married her. Um, and that's what he's saying to his sons: Sons, wisdom is beautiful, she is beautiful. I want you to be married to wisdom. We know there's another woman that's coming here in a couple of weeks. There's another woman that that gets our attention, folly. Stay away from that woman. Marry this beautiful woman, wisdom. And so he says, her profit, her gain is better than gold. She's more precious. And then notice what he says in verse 16. This This is what I'm talking about when I say wisdom will give you an abundant an eternal life. Verse 16, he says, long life is in her right hand and in her her left hand are riches and honor. Aren't those the things that we want? Don't we desire good health? We desire long life. We desire riches. We want to be well thought of. We want to be honored. What what Solomon's saying here, seek wisdom, seek the person of Christ. That's where you're going to find long life. You'll find riches, you'll find honor, you'll find pleasant ways in verse 17, and all of her paths lead to peace. This this idea of peace, Gus brought it out last week, it's the idea of shalom. Wisdom, the pursuit of wisdom will bring you the shalom peace of God. Happens three times in the book of Proverbs, shalom, peace. Peace. Three times, the the man who finds and gains wisdom finds shalom. Now, peace, what is that shalom peace of God? Um, Yeah, and it's more than just a lack of conflict in your life. It's more than just having good good relationship with with your wife or with your kids and 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 having the absence of, of conflict. Shalom is like completeness, it's soundness, it's, it's, it's welfare, it's, it's peace. Shalom can be described to be something that's external, between two parties, but it's also something that's internal. There's a sense of peace within the individual. And, and wouldn't you say that, that if you think back to your Christian walk, when are the times that you... Find the most shalom. Trials. And why in trials? Amen. He becomes sweeter than anything else. Yeah. Yeah, we find shalom peace when we put our confidence in the Lord. I remember in Indiana, uh it was a it's a horrible thing, working in the trailer factory. But in that time, God was my rock, my fortress. He's, he was my defense. He was the one that I went to every night, and he brought peace and shalom to my heart. God brings us peace in trials. I imagine that you experience shalom, peace, Deb, when you wake up every morning and sit with the Lord. Yeah. How many of you find peace, that shalom, when you're sitting with God and just enjoying Him for who He is as a Father? If you don't do that, I would encourage you. Seek the Lord and He will bring you the shalom peace. (laughs) I love it. Gus brought this out last week, and I just wanted to put a verse behind it. There's a play on words here. Did you know that Solomon, the, the, the name Solomon means peace? Did you, did you know that? That Solomon is shalom. It's a, it's a form of shalom, peace. In Second Chronicles 22, verse 9, um, he, he says, Behold, the Son will be born to you, you, who shall be a man of rest. And I will give him rest from all his enemies on every side. For his name shall be Solomon, and I will give peace and quiet to Israel in all of his days. Who better to write this to us than Solomon, a man who, whose name means peace, who, the man who was the wisest man to ever live, who sought God's wisdom, and, and, but also the man that during his reign as king, he had a peaceful kingdom. He knew the shalom peace of God. And so Solomon knows what he's saying. We should heed the words of Solomon. We should grab onto them. They are words of life. And notice in verse 18, I love this verse. She is a tree of life to those who take hold of her. This entire poem, this entire poem, how blessed is the man, how happy is the man. This entire poem is calling us back to the paradise of God at creation. Solomon reveals to us again what was lost at e- in Eden by human sin. The separation between God and man, it's now available to us again through wisdom. And might I argue that it's available to us through the person of wisdom himself, Jesus Christ. Remember what happened in the garden. Adam and Eve reached out for the fruit apart from God. They saw that it was pleasing to the eye and they saw that it was helpful in making them wise and yet god told them not to reach out for that they were seeking to find wisdom apart from god and then they're seeking to find wisdom apart from god they were foolish they lost it all they lost the presence of god god kept them from the tree of life god God put an angel with a sword guarding their way to the tree of life out of his mercy because he didn't want them to live forever in their sinfulness. But now in the book of Proverbs, we see that wisdom, Jesus is he's offering us this, this tree of life. Grab a hold of it. We find the tree of life three different places in the scriptures, don't we? We find it in Genesis We find it in Proverbs, and we find it in Revelation. It's interesting, the beginning and the middle and at the end. Jesus makes a promise to the churches in Revelation. He says, for those who will overcome, for those who will overcome, I will grant them the right to the tree of life. Jesus died (laughs) on a tree, didn't he? And in his death and in his burial and in his resurrection, he brought to us eternal life. Not only does wisdom bring us some of the blessings of of this life, wisdom brings us eternal life. For all who will grab a hold of that tree, for all who will bow their knees and humble themselves before the cross of, of the Lord, there's life. And so, wisdom will give you an abundant and eternal life. And then he, d- he goes on here in verse 19. He says, The Lord by wisdom founded the earth. By understanding, he establishes, established the heavens. By his knowledge, the deeps were broken up and the skies drip with dew. And I think about this, and I think wisdom, if we pursue wisdom of God, our eyes are going to be open. God's order in creation. I'm not going to say a lot about these two verses here right now because chapter 8 devotes a whole much broader explanation of these two verses. But but it's almost like Solomon just carries on here a little bit. He's like, oh yeah, she's like a tree of life. And And then he just takes him back to creation. He's like, oh yeah, God designed all of creation. There's a created order of things. There's a created way of going about things. God in his wisdom put all of these, these processes, and these things in place. And he gets excited about it and he's like, yeah, Lord, by wisdom he founded the, the earth. By understanding he established the heavens. By his knowledge the deeps were broken up and the skies drip with dew. Son, I want you to see wisdom in creation. See that there's a created order, there's a way of doing things, that God put this world together with natural laws. God's the one that established those things. And the way wisdom designed everything, there's an order in how things work. Son, follow these laws that are established in creation, and creation will work with you. Disobey these laws, (laughs) and it'll work against you. It's simple. Try to find gravity sometime. (laughs) It's not a good idea, is it? It doesn't work. And so wisdom opens opens our eyes to the way that God designed and God orders His creation and he's going to talk a lot more about that in Proverbs chapter 8. And then he goes on in verse 20, in verse 21. He says again, my son, let them not vanish from your sight. Keep sound wisdom and discretion. Let them not vanish from your sight, son. Don't don't get distracted, don't get caught up in the shiny things. Don't get caught up in the jewels and the silver, and the gold. Don't lose sight of wisdom. Don't lose sight of what's really important. There are things that are a lot more important than the things that money can buy, son. Don't get focused on the creation rather than the creator. Don't get focused on the treasure that we can see rather than the the greater treasure that's found in Christ. Don't lose sight of the kingdom of God Sell everything that you have and, and pursue the kingdom. Don't lose sight of Jesus. Why? So they will be life to your soul is what verse 22 says. Jesus will bring life to your soul. He will bring you the thing that you value most. And and wisdom will be an adornment to your neck. When I thought about this word adornment. Um, I thought uh, the first the first verse that came to my mind was in in First Peter chapter three, verses three and four, and Paul is instructing wives. And he's instructing wives who are living with with disobedient husbands, husbands who are far from God. And he says this to wives. He says, your adornment must not merely, not be merely external, braiding the hair and wearing gold and jewelry or putting on dresses, but let it be the hidden person of the heart with the imperishable quality of a gentle and quiet spirit, which is precious in the sight of God let wisdom lead you in a way where you aren't just concerned about how you look on the outside but let it adorn your neck and let it adorn what's happening on the inside don't lose sight of wisdom it will be life to your soul it'll be life to the inner man it'll be life to the inner woman He goes on in verse 23 and he says, and then you will walk in your way securely and your foot will not stumble. Warren Wiersbe said this in his commentary. He says, because God or wisdom directs our path, he is able to protect our path. What happens when you walk off the path? What happens when we walk off the, the walk away from wisdom? And badly. Yeah. There are traps for us when we walk away from wisdom. There are things that we can get ensnared, ensnared in. We can get involved in things that we, we never really had a desire to get involved in at the beginning. We can make foolish decisions that lead to that lead that, that can ruin our lives. And he's saying, if we don't, if, son, if you won't lose sight of wisdom and discretion, then you'll walk and your way will be secure and your foot will not stumble. When we walk with God, we're, on a, we're on a, walking on a straight path. Isaiah describes it as, as this highway that leads to God and righteousness. It's free from weeds and and debris and all the things that we can get ensnared with if our eyes are fixed on the Lord. Man, it's so easy to take a detour, isn't it? It's easy to get caught and trapped and and off the path. Don't lose sight of wisdom, son. Don't lose sight of wisdom, daughter. Verse 24, I like this verse. Uh, When you lie down, you will not be afraid. When you lie down, your sleep will be sweet. <laughs> Think back to the Garden of Eden for a second. When they were walking with God, Adam and Eve enjoyed peace, didn't they? Yes, did. Notice what happened, though, when they, they stopped following God's law as one command. What happened? They were afraid. And they were in fear. And they were naked. And so they hid. And so God comes and he asked to <laughs> rescue them. They rejected his one command and they disobeyed God and it brought fear to their life. No, they yes, they did. What keeps a person awake at night? How do we get s- s- sweet sleep? What, what, what keeps a person awake at night? stress worry, worry. kids, kids. <laughs> are Caleb and, are Caleb and Madeline here this morning ah oh, bummer yeah they know exactly what it i saw them on friday and uh man Ellie Grace the beautiful little baby they did have their baby yeah beautiful little baby sleeping eh, somewhat Ellie Grace yeah, it is. What keeps a person awake at night? Um, the fear, like, especially if, if if you're if you're on this path to for destruction. I mean, think about it. If you're off the path and you're not following the Lord's commands, you're walking away from God. Those kind of things can keep you awake at night. You don't have to worry. He's saying when you follow wisdom, you don't have to worry about getting caught or getting found out. You won't have to worry about, well, what if if my wife reads that email? Or who else knows about this? Or how can I make sure that, that this thing that I'm hiding never gets out? What if the IRS comes knocking at my door? How am I going to pay for everything that, I, everything that I've put on, on credit because I feel like I need to keep up with everyone else? No, he's saying when we follow the way of wisdom, we can sleep because our conscience is clear and our mind is free from worry. Wisdom and discretion, they've kept you on a straight path and your sleep can be sweet. Let me put a disclaimer in here. There are things uh, that are out of our control that can keep us awake at night sometimes, aren't there? That we can spend our time worrying about. But guess what? We can give those things to, we can give those things to God too. And God can be our, our confidence. We can trust the Lord with those things. Sometimes the church... It keeps me awake at night. I just get so busy thinking about it, and I think about this and that and the other. And, uh, and you know what I have to do every time? Get out of bed, go pray. Say, God, uh, it's yours again. Take it. This isn't mine. This is your church. You take it. You do what you want with it. You shape it and form it. And you know what? My mind's at peace, and I can Rest. Sometimes we have to do those things with weary when when we're when we're worrying. And God takes those things. He takes our worries. He takes our fears. When we lie down, your your sleep will be sweet. Verse 25 says, Do not be afraid of sudden fear, nor of the onslaught slot of the wicked when it comes. The truth is, is that. These verses assume that just because you follow wisdom, just because the Lord, that you fear the Lord and and that you make the fear of the Lord the main thing in your life, doesn't mean that wickedness, that the onslaught of wickedness is not going to come to your door. I mean, we don't need to look any farther than than, uh, two books before. And we see Job, a righteous man, fearing the Lord, Honoring God with his wealth, honoring God with everything that he had. And yet, he was tested. And God was his confidence, God was his fortress. We don't need to worry. We don't need to be afraid of sudden fear, the onslaught of the wicked uh, when it comes. Jesus said this, didn't he? He said, In this world, you will have trouble. It's a promise. But what does he say after that? What does he say? Thanks. Thanks, Deb. Someone else answered that question. I was, I was wanting you guys to answer. But fear not, because I have overcome the world. I have overcome. Outstanding. I've overcome the world. Verse 26 says, For the Lord will be your confidence and will keep your foot from being caught. The Lord will be your confidence. He'll be your security, your safety. There's a security that comes from those who take hold of the tree of life. They're secure. They won't stumble. They won't be snatched away by the wicked. Turn in your Bibles to Psalm 121. Just turn over just a little bit. It's towards the end. Go to the left. I love this psalm. This is where I find my confidence when I don't know what well when I don't know what to do and even sometimes when I do know what I should be doing. Psalm 121 says this, I will lift up my eyes to the mountains. From where shall my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, who made heaven and earth. He will not allow your foot to slip. He who keeps you will not slumber. Behold, he who keeps Israel will neither sleep nor slumber. The Lord is your keeper. The Lord is your shade on your right hand. The sun will not smite you by day nor the moon by night. The Lord will protect you from all evil. He will keep your soul. The Lord will guard your going out and your coming in from this time forth and evermore. Amen. Amen. Wisdom. Can bring us great peace and bring us security. Jesus said this, didn't he, in the Gospels? He said, My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me, and I give them eternal life, and they will never perish, and no one will snatch them out of my hand. My Father, who's given them to me, is greater than all, and no one is able to snatch them out of my Father's hand. I and the Father. Or one. Folks, what, what do you value um, the most in life? And I want to challenge you, I want to encourage you um, to seek wisdom. Seek the Lord Jesus Christ. He should be the supreme treasure. The thing that we hunger and thirst for should be Christ. And he will give us the, these benefits, these things that we long for. Gus shared this verse last week. Seek first the kingdom of God, right, and his righteousness. And all these things that you are thinking about, that you're worried about, will be added to you as well. I want to encourage you seek the Lord. Let's pray. Father, we thank you, God, for your word. Um, thank you, Lord, that it's truth. Thank you, God, for this verse twenty-six here, Lord, that you are our confidence. You're our sh- shield, God. You're a mighty fortress, God, that we can run. We can run into God and be safe. God, I want to pray uh, today, Lord, God, for the folks that are here maybe and are filled with fear. God filled with with worry, filled with the stresses, God of of this world and this life. God, I pray, Father, that you would encourage them, God, with these words. Um, I pray, God, that you would um, you would cause their face, God, to to turn and to seek to seek wisdom and seek discretion, God. God, that they would find. Uh, this, this blessing, God, that's in these verses. Find the happiness, God, that comes from, from holding fast to you, Jesus. And so, God, would you even do your work now, God, as we sing and as we pray. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen.